Welcome to Brooklyn Talks with Estelle and D. All right, we're back from out of space. I feel like we're in out of space. You know, I, I, you know, we're always talking about stuff, and uh, it's driving me crazy. Everything, but um, so let's start. Uh, I'm going to start off because for me, uh, January is an important month. Twentieth, right? January twentieth. It will be seven years. I have been in sober. I know. So I've been in seven years, and um. So for me to translate that to other people is that if you're, if I can do it, you can do it. That's how I feel. Being sober has changed my life in so many different ways because um, it's changed who I am in the sense that I'm becoming who I'm supposed to be. I think alcohol robbed me of who I was. And um, I am grateful that right now in my life, you know, Let's put it this way. I Seven years ago, I was so, I mean, it's the worst time in my life. I can go back in time and have that feeling inside of me of that dark, dark, dark time. And I just want people to know that alcoholism is a, it is a progressive and terminal disease. I call it terminal disease because um, if you can't get out of it, you're going to die. And in other words, it's not like you can just stop anytime you want because seven years ago I couldn't stop. I was drinking around the clock. I couldn't stop. I thought I could stop. It's not willpower. It has nothing to do with that. Is because when I learned in my recovery program is I didn't even know what alcoholism was. Did you know about alcoholism? When you, you know, if I say alcoholism, would you ever call that a terminal disease or a progressive disease? Would you have called it that? Um, how would you have described alcoholism? As someone who's not alcoholic, how would you have seen someone who's an alcoholic? Out of curiosity, how what would you... What do you have... mean by how would I see... Well, I mean, like me. Before I started drinking alcohol, mm. I'm an alcoholic, I feel, right. since birth. Okay. I was triggered by trauma all my life. Right. Okay, since I've been a kid, and I held that trauma in for so many years, I didn't talk about it. And what it did, it put such a weight on my back that... I didn't verbalize what everything that was the toxicity that was inside me. Right. We talked about my childhood. Right. 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 So when I got to be in my late forties, early fifties, my drinking got out of control. My father's death as we talked, there was a trigger. Right. And all that trauma and everything came out and I had a nervous breakdown. Well, that was the, right. Right. That was the worst of your alcoholism. But before your father and stuff, you were an alcoholic anyway. Yeah, I was an alcoholic. No, 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 right. You never stopped being an alcoholic. No, right, right. right. I'm just saying, right. You just got, that's when it started spiraling. Before I started drinking alcoholically though, I would look at people that drank too much as low lives. Right. I don't know about you. I would look at someone as sloppy drunk and be like, look at this disgusting I know, person. I know. Okay, I'm that's like, the truth. Okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah, I'm tell the, the truth. I am, I'm, I'm like that. I, I was, I'm going to say. Yeah, you were very uh, anti, you know, alcoholics. Well, I drank with you, but I was, I didn't drink. I couldn't, I wouldn't, I couldn't keep up with you. I mean, yes. I'm not an alcoholic. I never had right. a drinking problem. Right. I don't drink at all right. now. Um, but yes, I... Would st- I hate to say, st- but it, you do stereotype low light, blah blah blah. Get you know, to me, it's disgusting. Right. But now, after um, you know, going through this experience with you and doing the podcast and whatever, and learning everything I've learned, I don't see it that way anymore. I really don't. But I do think that it that to for me, mm-hmm. I for everybody around me, you, you know, my sister in law, my kids, whoever. 
I find alcohol to be very evil. I find it very evil, and I don't know another ter- another way to put it. I think it's evil. I think everything negative that happens to somebody is re- always yeah. involves alcohol. Right. And I say that all the time. It's right. like my new thing. I say, if if there was no alcohol involved, this wouldn't have happened. Yes. I just exactly. feel that way. But I ha- so for me, uh, uh, for me, really to v- uh, verbalize is the fact that you know alcoholism is something that is a disease, right? And that people have to understand. It's hard for people to understand unless you walk in someone's shoes, exactly, right? right? So you don't know what it is to me. Because I know that we used to go out and we would look at other people and go, oh, you know, like right. they, they get loud and right, they're right, obnoxious. Right. And, you know, they're drinking at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And we're like, oh, that's what I thought. Right. I had no idea the level of what the disease can do to you. Right. Right. And I, I mean, people can drink normally. I mean, I'll ask my husband. He'll be like, I said to him, did you ever think about drinking uh, or stop yourself? Like, say, I'm going to have only two drinks. He goes, I never thought of it. I just have a drink. And right, think. exactly. Did you ever think too. about, like, you go to a place and you don't finish your drink? Do you feel like, I don't care if I don't finish. There's no, right. There is nothing to do. I had to learn through my experience is that first drink gets me drunk. It's right. that very first drink. Right. I had no clue. Because it's not the 30th. It's when I put that in my body, which I learned through my recovery program, is that, there is a change in me that is not a change in you, okay? Right. I have an allergy to that alcohol. Right. That alcohol, I do not break it down like a normal person. Uh, the the part of it's still, it, it, in other words, it's stronger in my, I don't break it down as much as you would as an alcoholic, right. uh, non-alcoholic. Now, not right. So I, it, it affects my brain differently. And then after that, since I have an allergy, there becomes an obsession. So it's a body and mind. It's not just my body. It's my mind. You know what I mean? There's two mm-hmm. things, components of alcoholism. Right. So I put a drink in my mouth. There goes the allergy. Then as the allergy goes through, then the obsession comes. Then I ha- I can't stop. You can't stop. But I know. it starts slowly. I mean, me, it started over like a 10-year period. It wasn't like I, I woke up one day and I was... Right. Some people, it, it can happen in weeks. It just for me, it happened over a period of time. Right. But I want people to know that there's not a stigma. There was such a... There's a stigma. You know there's yeah, a stigma of course alcohol. Because I mean, the other day I'm watching a show... <laughs> and this guy was drinking alcohol. So the, the guy goes, are you an alcoholic? I am not an alcoholic. How dare you? And I'm thinking to myself, I used to be like that too. Because there's, some, there's a connotation that you're an alcoholic, you're a lowlife, you're a piece of shit. Right. How dare you drink? Uh, how dare you not stop drinking? How dare you fall on your face? How dare you do this? Right. How dare you do that? Stop. Just stop, God damn it! You can't stop. No, I can't fucking stop. Because if I could stop, I would stop. So what happens for me is it goes to my brain. Alcohol is a toxin. It goes to my brain, and I don't act normally. Okay, I don't. It, it affects me completely right. differently. Right now, I I knew that based on my mother being an alcoholic, but I didn't walk in the shoes right. yet. Right. I had the genetics. I had the trauma. Not everybody has trauma. I'm talking about myself. Right. And then my it came later in life. Because I have to let people know, alcoholism is just not for kids. It could be any age. You could be right. rich. I have exactly. people that I know that are CEOs, that are right. run corporations, that are doctors, just that like are lawyers. Just like drug addicts. Exactly. It doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. I know. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter exactly. who you are. It's like and, any other disease. Right. But I just want people to realize that, for me, I am sober today. I can't tell you tomorrow. I can't tell you two minutes from now. But for right now, I'm, not so, I'm sober. So for me, my journey over the last seven years has been so eye-opening because there's, you know, 
I mean, usually, you know, when you say you're in a recovery program, I mean, I'm an AA, you know, you really, it's difficult to say that because, you know, say I go out and then I'm giving AA, you know, there's certain things that I, I'm going to call it a recovery program. Right. And through my recovery program, it was the most difficult year, seven years ago, that first year. Right. I don't know. I, yeah, I wasn't with you at that time. It was, I was felt like I was going to, I really didn't know what to do with my life because I couldn't drink. I couldn't stop thinking of drinking, but I'm not drinking. Right. And. I was, you know, they say nothing changes and nothing changes. Right. Well, nothing was changing right. except I wasn't drinking. And that's like, the, right. And you, lo you lost your best friend. Yeah, I lost my best friend. Right. So uh, I know that people have this idea that, you know, oh, just, you could just stop. See, I've had friends who are in the recovery program that have passed away during the pandemic. And um, it's sad because... The pandemic brought a lot of isolation. Alcoholics generally, I isolate. I drank at home and I isolated. Mm -hmm. And isolation brings a lot of triggers, I think. Not, I'm just saying. Right. And you can't just stop on your own because I've known people who have stopped and they have seizures and die. Right. And I believe this, I don't know if this person, but it, it, it seems that she was having seizures, went to the hospital, and then finally they found her dead in the house, leaving four children. Oh, my God. And... You can stop, but you have to be careful. You just can't. If you're drinking alcohol and you just stop, you can have a seizure and die. Right. I mean, that's a given fact. So when I stopped, I was lucky because I went to the IOP, like I said before, and then I was able. But I just want to say that if anybody's out there having a problem, and I'm talking about like for people that don't know what, what alcohol like, drinking is, is I think this is the, what I've been told is that you have that drink, your, your personality probably will change, but you can't stop. In other right. words, you have one drink, then you keep going, and you keep going. If you look around you, people put their drinks down, or you drink alone. If you're drinking alone in your house with nobody around, I don't know. If you drink uh, over little things, if you, you know, if there's genetics in your family, I suggest you look at your, your genetics, because that's really, a, I think, a very big thing. Right. So if you're drinking alone, if you're drinking in places you shouldn't be drinking, like I drank in my car, like I said, or if... You're constantly thinking about having alcohol in your home, and you every you. In other words, it becomes a routine kind of thing for right. you, because some people can come home and have one, two glasses right. of wine. It's a beautiful thing. Right. I can't. Right. Because that'll progress to the bottle, two bottles, three bottles. Right. That's just how alcohol limit is. It's just a progressive disease. But I just wanted to let people know that you can get sober and live a great life. I think my life is better now than it was even before I was drinking alcohol. Okay. Right. Because through my recovery program, I'm able to see my alcoholism. Right. And you and you found yourself. Right. You're a different person. Right. And and but it's it. I want people see for me when I remember somebody said to me, you know, you're an alcoholic. You have alcoholism. Now, three things. You're either going to die, which means you'll die from the disease process itself, your liver or whatever. Right. Or your suicide is so much higher from being uh, in or you're going to be institutionalized, meaning you'll be in jail. Or you end up like someone I knew, which was horrible, but I've heard this a couple, they have what they call wet brain. And what happens is when you drink so much, you, you be, it's like a terrible dementia. And you end, this man ended up in a hospital. He was only like in his 60s, didn't know his children, didn't know where he was, in a wheelchair, in a diaper. From out, He could not stop. Now, you people would say, why couldn't he stop? He couldn't stop. Right. And some people just cannot stop. So the no, end, I, that's why right. it's terminal. Right. Because if you don't stop, you're going to die. It, it doesn't matter how you're going to die. You're going to die somewhere. I mean, I've seen people die from liver cancer. I've known people that die from pancreatic cancer. Right. All of them very heavy drinkers. Right. Um, you know, so 
there is that. See, I didn't realize until somebody told me how how terrible this disease is. I just thought of it as, oh, you're an alcoholic. Right. Right, right, You'll be right. fine. Right. What's the big deal? That's what I thought. You must have thought that too. Did you think that? I mean, did you think people could stop? I know there's people around you that think that alcoholism is a joke, right? Or not a joke, but no. not as, not a joke. No. But I, not as, that they, they could stop. Like, there's not a problem. I understand saying it's no, a joke. No, 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 no. That she, they definitely know it's a problem. Yeah, but do they think it's an easy solution to stop drinking? No, I don't think so. No? I think they take... Every, like you, you know, every day as it comes or every hour, you know, get through every hour. Yes. You know, hour by hour, because, you know, again, you don't know in an hour from now what's going to happen. Right. But I, um, I have a question for you, though. When you were drinking. Yes. Did you remember everything? No. No. Like if you were out well, with I mean, me, if you were at a party at my house. Well, that's another thing. If you black out, you, you, you're having a problem. I mean, usually what I hear from you, people that black out or forget things or you're drinking. Or that's what I mean. Did that yeah. happen to you? Um, that happened to me at the end of when I was really drinking. I would I would not remember certain things, yes. And, and, you're, that, and yeah. But does that all come back to you? Like, do you? No. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, there's people that, that's why when people say they commit a crime and they're in a blackout, they don't remember shit. Right. I've known people that would do a whole entire dinner, right? Make a dinner. They were a complete blackout. Right. Had no recollection of that. That's why crime is so high. That's why people kill each right. other under when they're uh, uh, that's drinking. That's why I said. Yeah, it's, it's evil. Blackout. It's evil. It's, it's blackout. Right. I can get behind, listen, I can get behind the wheel and kill you or kill somebody else, right? right? And... But for me, the evolution of sobriety, for me, because I know I can't drink. If I drink again, I'd probably die. You right. know what I mean? I know that. Right. Like, I don't eat shrimp. I'm allergic to fucking shrimp. Right. But I'm a, I now I'm allergic to alcohol. I have to right. realize that I have a disease that makes me want to drink. And when I drink, I'm going to go to town. And, and, and when you stop drinking and you drink, you go back to that day right. you stopped. It's not like you can just exactly. little by no, little I know go that, back. That, you know, I realize that. Yeah. So, I mean, so I think the thing that's important to know is that you can have a great life without alcohol. Right. And that you can change your life positively. Right. right. When I'm saying it's evil, I'm not talking about someone like me or John or Tommy. You know, I'm not talking about us when I say it's evil. You want to go have a, you know, not you. You can't. Yes. But, you know, somebody wants to have a glass of wine or, you know, a freaking yeah. Jack, Jack Daniels or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's fine. You know, if you're not a drinker, you're not a drinker. You have your occasional drink. Right. So I'm not saying it's evil. I just want it out there. I'm, I don't mean certain it's evil. People. It's just evil for certain, certain people. Yeah. So in other words, uh, everybody who's not an alcoholic, right. I go in a bar, enjoy yourselves. That's right. not what... Exactly. Me, I just know I can't do right. that. Right. I didn't realize that until I got to the point in my, like seven years ago, when I just couldn't get out of it. So you got, right. I think, like, I describe alcoholism like any disease as stages. First right. stage is fun as hell. Having a great time with my friends. You know, that's, I cater that to, like, my childhood. It was great, you know. Right. Second stage, you know, I'm, I'm drinking a little bit more. Um, my personality's changing. You know, I, you know, maybe here, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for alcohol a little bit more in stage three. You're basically starting to make sure you have alcohol around you. Right. You're drinking more days than you normally would. And it's a major and, thought yeah, in your and head. And it's a major thought in your head. The obsession is really getting in there. And your body is needing it. Like I drank at the end of my, I didn't even want to drink. I had to drink because my hands were shaking and I was going through withdrawal. Right. Because you go through withdrawal at the, if you don't drink. You feel like shit. So... 
And then stage four is unfortunately that's when you die. I mean, that's when you're on the edge. You're drinking every day. You're basically going to end up in the hospital or you're going to end up dead or you're going to commit suicide. I can't tell you. There's got two or three people that I know committed suicide, uh, you know, uh, during my, you know, and there's probably many, many more. I'm just talking about the small circle. Right. So suicide is a big major deal with alcoholism, depression, because alcohol is a, is, is a depressant. You know, when you right. drink, you get more depressed. So, so in other words, I just want people to realize that even though I'm an alcoholic, the stigma around it is I want to make sure people understand you can live in life very, very happily with alcohol if, again, not if, I should say for me, I should say if, for me is I... Have a ther- I go to therapy, and I deal with my underlying conditions, depression, anxiety, and then I have a recovery program to help me to look at myself in a different way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was not self-aware about anything I did, because I didn't give a shit. Right. I just did whatever I want to do. You have to accept person, place, and I didn't accept anybody. I judged everybody. You have right. to accept people who they are. And right now, my recovery... Yeah, that's funny because I get that with you. You, uh, when you were back in your drinking days, um, you were very... um, I don't know if it was being in denial or just... Oh, that's a big deal. Uh, Yeah. Or just what worked for you. Like you would have, you know, you would talk about somebody else that was doing exactly what you were doing. Right. You know it's, well, I mean? it's a deni- I mean, it's a, alcoholism is a, de- a disease of denial. Everything right. is denial. Right. There's a lot I of ego. There's like, you know, it's all about me. I always call myself an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. That's me. Because, um, but those things I didn't know about myself until I went through my recovery program and be able to look at, ev- like, I'm not in control. I am powerless over everything. Right. I thought I controlled everybody and their mother. I mean, that was me. That's how I felt. I can't. I'm powerless. I cannot do that. I mean, if you want to believe there's something out there that's up to people, but you know, there's certain recovery programs, there's a higher power, something bigger than you. Right. You're not that higher power. That's how I see it. Right. You know what I mean? And then learning to accept people who they are, person, places, and things, and situations. I read right. a story once and it, my eyes popped out of my head because it was such a simple co- a thing and I just, it didn't hit me. Right. So every year, and this year for me in recovery is healing. And the reason why I say I'm healing is because, let me tell you, alcoholism doesn't affect you. It ripples out to your family and friends. You right. know that. I know that. And your family, to get them back, you have to heal. I had to heal. And then inverly, I hope that ripples to them because my relationship, I think, today is so much better than what it was. So that healing is happening. Right. Because I have to heal all that trauma and shit and things. Well, you have so much more self-confidence now, too, than you've ever had. I mean... Right. I think... Well, because I have a voice now. Right. I was going to say, because you had no voice. I had no voice. You would not speak to... For you to get on a microphone. No. That's why my husband says, you know, my husband says to me, the other other day he goes, (laughs) I don't know if I said it before. I know I said it somewhere else. He goes, you know, you're not a narcissist anymore. No, he goes, leopards can change their spots because he says, because before, I mean, listen, I am still Estelle. Okay. I have my moments in time. Right. But the only thing that's good is that I have these principles that you get in the recovery program that you use in your everyday affairs. Right. Right. So there's certain things that I learn, like accepting of, of, I had to accept my husband for who he is. I cannot change people. Right. And that's wrong of me to do that. Who the fuck am I? Right. And I have to be living the day. Right. Not all over the freaking place. And then I have to realize that, uh, be grateful for what I have. I was never, I wanted more and more. I was never grateful for shit. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? You knew me then. 
What would so if you see like you know I remember you saying but I remember when we would go out and the belief of alcoholism like you were saying. How did you see me differently then than now? Could you? What is the difference you see in me? Oh my God! No, but I mean, but what? What do you notice? Like I don't see in myself. Like people say you've changed, and I don't. You know what I mean? Well, I don't really. Honestly, I don't really know you. I know, of course, I do now, but I didn't really know you not drinking because I met you. You were already drinking. You're right, right, right. I was, I was, I was I horrible. Met you. 15, 16, 17, 18 years ago, something like that. Yes. Because I was working for you for 15. Yes. Um, so I only knew you drinking or in the office. In the office, you know, you were a different person anyway. I was an animal, yes. Not to I, Oh, I was well, an animal. I never got that, so I was lucky. No, because you I know what? Yes, yes. <laughs> Not to you, but to patients, too. I mean, I was, I was a... Di- listen, Why, I because we had the cops a few times? <laughs> yes, we had the police call to the office, okay? So, I mean, yes. I mean, and then that fight I had with that woman... I mean, come on. I mean, no, right, right. So you, um, but then going out with you, we would go out, you know, a lot, and that was all drinking. So uh, it's totally, I mean, now you, you're totally different. You're so much, I just find you so much more confident. And I feel, I feel more uh, comfortable in my shoes. Even the way you walk into a room now, as opposed to how, you know, I well, saw I mean, you then. Well, because now I walk in with a smile on my face before right. I was a bitch. I mean, I had the bitch face, but you know, like I was saying, I grew this wall around me because right. I didn't want you to know me because I didn't want you to know me. I, I felt like people weren't going to like me. Right. And then when I drank, those insecurities were right. ramped. All, all that stuff was so much more. And then you became the complete opposite. Yeah. And well, I I still have those essence of me. You know what no, I mean? No, I mean, I, when you were drunk, oh, everything drunk, that yeah, you couldn't do. All the do. bad right. personality traits exactly. that you can have, I had worse. Right. My, I'm very egotistical. You know, I, I you know, I'm always, fe- I'm full of fear and, and all that shit, all that stuff would come out even right. worse. And I felt I had a right to tell you off. I had a right to tell this person off. I had a right to do this. But I think that... Looking at how I've evolved as far as my recovery program and therapy is to see that do the next right thing and just don't like the big thing for me is pausing and wait. You know what wait stands for? Why am I talking? Why am I talking? So wait and pause. You always teach me something. I love this. Wait, wait. I love that. I heard that once and I said, I have to use that all the time because it's true. Why am I talking? I don't ever, I, before I used to talk all the time and I thought I knew better than you. I knew right, better than this right, comparison. Right. See, that and, I get. And then, I get yeah. that from then, you. But I, I don't, I never found you egotistical. I, I, but I, but I always said, like, if I didn't know any, what you were talking about, by the end of the conversation, we'd be like, wow, she really knows that shit. I didn't know anything. I know how to, I know how to manipulate and be bullshitters. I was a bullshitter. I see, and I always, I always had no, a certain but I know respect who I was. for you. No matter what you brought up, yeah. you were always yes. on the computer yes. Googling it. I, I love know, that. But, but I'm saying those are the things I had to be self-aware of. I wasn't self-aware of those things. The recovery program allowed me to be self-aware, accept, and then to heal. You know, I so many times in the recovery program, because of doing the work, and I have a sponsor who I love. You know, mm-hmm. she's, and I, you can, I call her up. And I don't call as much as I should. I'm terrible. You know, about asking for help. Right. You know, I know you. You don't, uh, you can't and ask so for I'm help. I'm working on that. And she gets, you know, I understand that she doesn't like that because, but if I have a big issue, like a big explosion, so I'll right. call her up. Right. And get it out. That is one of the most important things that any, you know, when you're in a recovery and you're able to have a person you trust. But you don't you do go, it. 
I don't do it as I do when there's a problem, but I don't call it like when, when I should. You know, like okay. a good time. You right. know, I call if there's a major problem or I have an issue. I call her up. I never did that before. Right. But that helps me stay sober because then instead of that toxicity and resentments growing inside of me, right. I get it out and then she'll walk me through it and then it's it's out of me. Right. I don't have to go back and obsess about it and get this and that. And then looking that's why I'm saying to people that if you think you have a problem or you feel that your drinking is out of control, if you like I said, drinking alone, drinking obsessively, blacking out, your personality changes. Um Anything that's like that. And I, like I said, there are people that can ha- are heavy drinkers. They're not alcoholics. Right. They can stop and it's fine. Right. But if you can't stop or you feel you're obsessed about it or you think about drinking more or you have a limit when you go out and you only can have two drinks and then you really want four and you know what I mean? Or you drink before you go out because you don't want to drink too much in front of people. That's what I did. Or you drink in your car. You drink. There are ways that you can get sober and live a happy life. Right. I'm happier now than I've ever been, even before I was drinking because- I feel more at peace and there's more serenity in my brain. And your relationship with your kids and your husband. And you remember like what they say in the beginning, you know, how alcoholics are lying. They're moving their lips. So I was always lying. I lied about what I was drinking, where I was drinking. I lied about this. I lied about that. And when you're in the recovery, you know, lying and gossiping and all that, you realize it's all about you. See, I had to realize a lot of my shit was me. Right. It wasn't the other person. It was me. If I right. judge you, I'm really judging myself. Right. 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 I mean, if I don't like this person, there's something in them and me I don't like. In right. Me. Right. So I had to realize that. And it's also an insecurity thing, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. It's major right. insecurity. Right. And I know that a lot of stuff that happened to me as a kid, right, d- developed me who I am. But I'm able to look back now. I, I You know, it's funny. I, I, I'm talking a lot. But did, okay. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond and I met this man. He's an older man, right? adorable starts talking to me he's a veteran i love veterans and he starts talking and he's telling me and he goes how you doing today uh, you having a good day i said i hope i have a good day he goes hope you're not hoping you have a good day you're gonna have a good day and then he starts talking he's showing me all these medals he got in the olympics the older olympics for older people yeah and he's talking all this positivity and then he says to me you know yesterday's he goes yesterday um, what did he say? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. And today is a gift. I love that. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking to myself, this guy's in the program. I, and you know, there's a, there's an essence of oh, people okay. that are recovery. Yeah, yeah. This positivity. And I, he, you know, you're going to have a good day. You're, you know, this is that and this is a gift. And he's talking. So then I read his little, he gave me actually a sheet. And on there it says, he's been sober for 22 years. Oh, and wow. I was in, in a recovery program. I knew it just by talking to him. There's an essence of positivity, like, you know, we'll make things better. Not that I was the most negative individual I've ever seen in my entire right. life. Right. Now I kind of live in the moment. And, and listen, I am not perfect by any means. But you so know what? So when you got done talking, he never knew you were in the program. No, I never said right. anything. Right. No, but the only thing I can say is seven years ago to where I am today, I'm so much better. So that means I'm not perfect. You're not supposed to be perfect. It's progress, not perfection, right. as they say. So from where I was to now, it's a different ball game for me. For me to do this, like even my husband goes, you go out of, you, you're stepping out of your comfort oh, so zone. So out of your comfort zone. So, but now I have to be honest of who I was, who I am today. And so I can only say I am an alcoholic. I used to hate that. I am an alcoholic. Now I'm an alcoholic. And you know what I mean? I have a house. I right. got children. I'm redeveloping relationships now that I 
you know, my husband and my kids and my friends and everybody. How can you, why would anybody, you know, I look now at, at people that are alcoholics. I feel bad, not bad. I feel like when they're not getting help, you know, if they're right. like alone. Right. Because the world opens up to you in recovery that I have, I never thought in my life would ever happen to me. The, my recovery program is the most important thing in my life. Not for everybody. Right. But for me, it is. Right. Because I have, I the, know it is. If I have a sponsor that I could talk to about shit, then I have friends because you know what it is? When you're in a recovery pro, everybody, you can understand that person more than you can understand right. anybody right. else on the planet. And when they talk, I get it. And when I talk, they get it. Right. Nobody else because can get Because you that. all share experiences. Like you, if you had, for your, when you talk to people that had your surgery right. or have a food. Food. I was thinking you, that while you're right, talking. Right. Don't you feel more in connection? Do they get you more? Do you feel that? Yeah. Like you couldn't relate to, you can't, I mean, I don't think you, even though I know one time you had a weight problem. Um. Right, you can't. It's still no. like it's still a an, it's still an addiction for me. You know, food. Oh yeah, like, food so, is you know, an addiction. Yeah, that's all I think about. Food I mean, does, it gets you high just as much as gambling or you know. I used to look at people that gamble, right, or eat. Oh, do you? How can, I get it now because yeah, it's not I had an addiction. Part of it though, it's the brain. It's, it's the whole brain, brain thing. Because me and my brain. sister talk about it all it's the time. A, and for and when you put alcohol in your system, it it becomes right. a, a need in your body and in your brain. It's right. an allergy. Like I said, it's an allergic reaction to alcohol. Right. It is not like most people. You can have alcohol and you're you're probably go. Okay. But then, like we said, if it's the last meal, I want my glass of Pinot Grigio right. and you probably want your favorite food. Right. Because that's how yeah, it's not my just, brain right, but works. It's not just about wanting it. It's just the obsession with it. The, like, the you know, need. still being in the car and driving and, oh, maybe I'll stop there and I'll stop there and I'll, I'll stop nowhere because I don't. And I, you know, thank God I have self-control. Right. But I still... You know, to, from the minute I wake up in the morning, it's everything. It's well, still that's all what there. That, well, that it's, was me. I know. It was day in and day out. It was Groundhog Day, in and day out. I couldn't stop thinking about it and how am I going to get it and what I need it. Right. I didn't, and, and the funny part is, at this point, I can't tell you, like I said, but if I'm in a room with alcohol, I don't think about drinking that alcohol. I used to. I know back, you, you know, did. But not, now it's different. Now, I'm not going to put myself in a position where... There's alcohol and, I, you know, it could be a little bit, oh, I leave. I generally don't put myself in situations where right. people are going crazy with alcohol. Right. But it's different today. Like, I just want to be, listen, you can have, you can laugh, you can cry, you can do whatever you want. When I was drinking, I was numb to every emotion. I didn't laugh. When I laughed, I laughed. Now when I laugh, I really laugh. I really, you know, I feel. You I feel. Have feel. That's it. You feel. Yeah. And. And I, like I said, I look forward to more. My biggest thing, life sucks and then you die. That was my mantra before I went into recovery and when I was drinking. Life sucks and then you die. Isn't that so beautifully positive? <laughs> wow. I mean, you know. And that was and my mantra. And what is it now? My, now, I don't know if my mantra is, uh, I think it's just to be grateful and, you know, be grateful to wake up in the morning. Like one guy said, it's great to, um, how did he say it? Oh, I like to wake up in the morning, not come to. Oh, I used to okay. come to in the morning. Right, right. Now I wake up and it's a good feeling. Right. When you come to in the morning, it's a totally different ball game. Right. And that made, when he said that, I said, oh my God, that's so freaking true. There's certain things that you kind of like get throughout the recovery program that stay with you in your head because you hear other people's stories. Right. And there's some of those stories are my stories. And, you know, you can relate to those stories of that obsession of going out and getting alcohol 24-7. It was, it, it got to the point, I think at the end of my, like, stage four of, for me, 
I didn't want to do it anymore. I was so done, you know what I mean? And um, I was, knock on wood, I was very lucky. I didn't have any, uh, as I know it for today, I don't know what might happen right. 10 years from now for my drinking. Because breast cancer, <laughs> a lot of cancers are secondary to drinking in women. Um, I don't know, I, I didn't have any liver problems or, I used to go to the doctor for my annual exam. Right. I used to go to my dentist drunk. I, you know, I, I know I've mentioned that before. The other day I went to my dentist because I just went recently and I'm thinking, I wonder what he says. And I went to places drunk that I go back to now. And I'm thinking, they had to have known. I right. Mean, just I like read, you know. Right. right. I, read, I can always tell uh, someone, I know. you know, uh, when they're drinking. I, did, I thought, oh, I'm passing off. I'm wonderful. Meanwhile, I look like a drunk. I, my pupils were dilated. That's how you know. Pupils uh, dilate and they're high on something. Either it's alcohol or something else. Right. Right. But I don't think like we were saying. So I, you know, did you have any did you have any questions about anything about the recovery in general? Like, um, no, not really. Just I just think it's great that, you know, with at least with you, you're in recovery. Right. You know what I mean? So you're, you know, because I'm not getting any help. My issues with whatever my addiction is, isn't getting better because. Well, did you ever decide to maybe go into a recovery program for, for oh, like overeaters? Or? But I don't overeat. I just obsess. You know well, what I mean? There's, there's got to be something out there. There's got to be some kind of a, a group of people that have the same thing. See, for me, the most important thing was to have a community of people, a connection to other people. Well, that's it. That's, that is like me. Well, yeah. they. I have the... Um, I have the support groups, which are, you know, uh, not what I need. I need... I need professional, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I'm still obsessed with my weight. Like if I go up two pounds by in two days, those two pounds are off, which is a problem in itself. Cause yeah. I, you know, the two pounds wouldn't kill me. And, but I'm afraid the two pounds is going to lead to, that's how my brain works. It's going to lead to four pounds. It's going to lead yeah. to, you know, and then the other thing is obsessing over food that I'm not eating. I'm just, you know. Obsessing over it. And that that's the obsession part of your, right. your addiction is right. the obsession of it, but you're controlling it. You like they call it white knuckling it, like you know people that, exactly, that don't drink. You white right, knuckle it, like right. people that don't. Well, again, this is me. I know that if I didn't have a recovery program and all the little pieces that I had to get to where I am today, I would be white knuckling. Right. I go into a bar and go. Oh, I really want to drink. I want to drink. Right. 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 And then you know what I mean. It would be like now I go in and I go. I can't have a drink. I can do this. I feel, you know, it's, it's a different feeling. And, and they, you know, when you white knuckle it, it's like, uh, it's, it's anxiety and stress that's added onto your life. I think anyway. So how do you feel now? Like you, you know, you went to Florida and you all went for dinner, whatever, everybody's drinking. Everybody yes, has a drink. Everybody's and drinking. And how does, how do you feel? How does it make you feel? I didn't even, I, I don't notice it as much now. Thank God. As much you're saying, but you know. Well, I mean, I it. notice people drinking, but I don't want to drink. You know, I mean, right. nothing crosses my mind. Oh, I wish I had a drink. I mean, maybe across my time, one time we were there and someone got a Cosmo. Cosmo was I know. my freaking thing. I know. But I looked at it, not in a longing way. I just looked at it and kind of sometimes you kind of say, you know, it's nice if I could have a drink and just sit out at the, you know, right. have a glass of wine and sit out right. in the sun. And, but you know you can't. But I know I can't. Right. Because I would lose every single thing I've done in seven years. I would lose every. I would lose my family. I would lose everything. I, I, I my friends. I would lose. Uh, you know, every. You know what I mean. I could go back into my recovery program, but I don't know whether my family. You know, I think my family understands the disease now. My husband John didn't really know right. anything about the disease. Right. Like everybody else. Right. Just stop. 
Like just this stop, got right. stopped. Exactly. And the truth is, if I could stop, take it rationally. If I could stop, don't you think I would have stopped? Right. If I didn't have my brain so poisoned by alcohol, I didn't even know it was around me. It's a poison. So it's right. going to change your whole, like people say, why do people dry drunk? I'm going to tell you because when you're drinking, you think you're fine. Right. Your brain is in the in a, in a situation where it's toxic saying, I can get in this car and drive. It, you don't want to get in that car and drive. But you, you do it. But you do it. Even though you, it, it, I didn't even know it was wrong at that time. You just get in the car. You're just thinking, you're not going to tell me what to do. And I'm so, I know. my brain is so abnormal. And I've witnessed that with so you. So abnormal. Right. That I'm, I'm trying to be normal and I'm abnormal. And it does, that's insanity. That's insanity. Because I was insane. Alcohol made me insane. Right. That I would get in a car and drive. It doesn't make sense to other people. Right. Now, there's consequences, obviously. If something happened, I would, I believe in paying a consequence right. for your actions. But. That's why people do those things. I mean, and and you look at people that do, you know, they leave their children in the car and they go to a bar. Right. Now, would I have gotten to that level? Maybe. Right. I can't tell you how, what level I could have gone to. Right. Well, There's people that were- Luckily, your kids were older. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But still, I don't know. Right. I know. I might have left them inside I and know. went outside to have a drink. I, I can't tell you that because the, the, dr- the need is so much bigger than what's around you. Would I want to hurt my family? Absolutely not. Would I want to treat people badly? Absolutely not. Did I want to drive? No. And but it, there's a consequence, obviously driving. But I'm talking about. Did I want to hurt my family? No. I was. It was all done. Under. Under. Now I take responsibility because right. I drank. I made a choice to drink too, but I also have a disease. I. You know, I didn't get help. But at that time, I didn't even know what I was doing. I can't explain it to you. I didn't know how to get help. I didn't know. I thought I can control it. Uh, this will go away. You know, you kind of so, okay, put all these things. So getting things. back to the question, mm-hmm. do, you, do you ever feel like I'm, you never feel like I'm just going to try to have the one drink? No, not at this point. Because I can't tell you because I know there's people that have 25 years of sobriety. Right. Who thought they could have that one drink and died. Because they went back to drinking. I've known people who had 30 years of sobriety. It's good that you have that in yeah, you. It's yeah, good. Yeah. So I know that based on the, when I hear stories. Now, I can't tell you if something happens to me in my life that's, re- I've seen people in my recovery program lose their children. Right. And that pushes them over their, the edge, right? No. That has stayed sober. Oh, really? Yeah. That have lost their husband. But I'm sure you've seen and it yes. also where they. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I've seen it the other way where right. they, they go out and then they die. Yeah. But mo- a, a lot of people I have credit, they've lost two, tr- one woman lost two children, she stayed sober. There was another one that lost her husband, stayed sober. There, I mean, there's so many people I've seen stay sober because right. they're in that community. People come in and they put their arms around you and they you feel part of. Uh, right, exactly. You're in it. Yeah. It's, and you're, it's, it's your so, family. And, it, and it's a great feeling to be part of. And it's also a great feeling to know that I don't need a drink after seven years, which I thought I was going to die without a drink. And how am I going to go to my daughter's weddings and not have right, a drink? Right, exactly. I'll have a glass of, of soda. I mean, you know, I have a drink in my hand, but it doesn't have to be alcohol. And, right. And I don't need right. that anymore because I had to fill that void with something. Now I'm filling it more with recovery program with positivity, doing things outside of that. That's how I fill the the void that I had that I filled with alcohol. Right. Years. You know what I mean? So now I'm filling it with different things, changing my way of thinking, seeing things differently, enjoying things that I never thought I would enjoy. I never thought I would like people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hated everybody in the mother. Okay. And now there's a lot, you know what I mean? <laughs> Because I, that was about, but again, that's about me. Because you hated yourself. Yeah, yeah, and it's about me. So now when I'm in a situation and something's going off, I go, 
what is my part in it? What right. did I do? Right. Instead of saying, you're the problem, you're right. the one that did it, I go, wait a minute, um, why am I being triggered? Why is this thing? And now I will react to them. I'll get angry and piss and fight and everything. Right. And then I'll sit back and go, wait a minute. What? So then I analyze and then I'll make uh, what they say. You go and you say you're sorry. I mean, keep your side of the street clean. You, 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 say, like before, if I, I'd be, I wouldn't say sorry to anybody. Right. I was too bad. Now I kind of say, you know, I really reacted in this way. But again, that's all the change in my brain. The re, you know, the changes with the recovery program changes your thinking, changes your personality, right? And then it, you don't drink. And, other, and like my personality changed. I needed that change. Right, right. In order for me not to drink. If I kept being not self-aware, not accepting, judging, resenting everybody, you know, always in control. That's me as right. a dry drunk. That right. would be me. You know what I mean? I, right. and, and that's how I feel. So I'm very grateful today. Seven years on January Congratulations. 10th. You've Thank come a long, you. long way. And you know what? And, and like they say in the recovery, you never graduate. So I never graduate. And I'm very happy I don't graduate because, you know, I've learned in seven years Every day when I'm going to a meeting or whatever, I always learn something. Right. Always. Like, I mean, a little, t like, weight or, like, these little things, nothing changes, all these sayings, you know, keep it, you know, uh, you know, one day at a time. All these uh, sayings that, you know, live and let live. Like, I never knew what that meant. Yeah, I'm not, in let people live the way the fuck they want. Who the hell are you to tell everybody and their mother? <laughs> right. And also, like, we, we were talking. It's none of your business what people think of you. It's none of your business what right. other people right. think of you, right? Right. Even though I was always worried what everybody right. in my mother thought of me. Right, I know you were. I know. But you were too. Like the grocery shit, you always worry oh, people yeah. are looking at your ass. <laughs> and meanwhile, and meanwhile, yeah. And meanwhile, who are you? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like, who are right. we? But again, that's, you know, but we're human beings. Right. I'm not going to be perfect anyway. I'm just feeling, I just wanted to say that for me, seven years I've I've changed. I think I've changed my way of thinking, because you know they call it thinking thinking. Because that's what I had. I was thinking thinking right. when I you know seven years ago. Because all you know, I remember one guy saying in recovery uh, in um, IOP going, "You don't want to go into my brain alone or without a gun," and that's how I felt. You can't go in my brain because right. it twists everything. It's a right. perceptional. I have perceptional problems. Right. I perceive things wrong. Do you know what I mean? Right. But. I don't know. I think that's for me. I, I'm very happy right now. I'm happy that my daughters will include me in their weddings. Right. They would never. They were about. They even said it the other day. I was. I, I said to them, you know, I'm better than I was, right? And that, you know, I was because I. Right. They go, yes, definitely. You know, like yeah, uh, you know, because they there was no connection with them. Like there was nothing. Right. Well, it's hard to be a connection when your mother's drunk. Exactly. Who do you want? Why would you want to connect with her? Like. You know, well, you know people in your life that that have right. And I have, and I hate to say it, I have no patience. I'm I'm terrible like that. I don't. I know it's a problem, and I know, and I feel terrible. I mean, I like again, it's better now because of your experience and me learning so much through you. But I never had the the patience for it. I just didn't. Have, I can't. I hate drunk people. Yeah, like when I was doing the casinos when I was a dealer. I mean, my worst nightmare when I walked in was to see that it was like an open bar and the people at the table were going to be going from this personality to this personality. It was like a nightmare. Yeah. I hate, I don't have patience. I get nasty. I do. I but do. That's, but that's not because you don't know. See, think, I think now people are, they're sick people. 
Like, you know, if you, like if I said I was diabetic, you go, oh, you're diabetic or you have this. When you say an alcoholic, you go, I'm an alcoholic. Right. But it's the same thing. It's part I know, of, you but know, it's also being very judgmental, like you're saying, because I'm yeah. like that with people overeating. Like, I get so turned off. Like, I just want to turn around and say, you know, I like my husband has become, I don't know what his problem is, but he doesn't stop eating. And uh, I'll say to him all the time, Tom, even a train stops. Oh my God. I say that. That's my new I know, thing. I say it all the time. Like I get, I won't eat. If you're, if I'm with you and you're like really overeating, like, like to, and then who the hell am I? And maybe you're not overeating. And maybe that's because, but eat. that's a reflection of you because I you want to be know, like that. I know, but you can't be. So I have, yeah. I, I so get I mean, nasty. I know, but it, then you got to look at where it's coming from. It's coming from you having a problem, not them having. In a fact, problem. my daughter, I was very upset this week because I always ask her, like you know, she go, she has a therapist, and I always say to her, um, you know, how's everything with your therapist? She loves her, loves her. Like she changed her life, and uh, she says, "Good." I said, "What do you say about me?" Because my mother used to do that to me, oh my but my God, mother was yeah. very insecure with that stuff. Yeah. Doesn't really bother me. My this mother, bothered yes, me a I little. Know. Um, she said, "No, I always tell them how supportive you are, no matter what I'm doing." You know, I said, oh, you, "She knows I have seven animals because of you," and she goes, "Yeah, she knows." And then this week, she told me that um, she told her about the Doctor Phil thing. Remember when I yes, got called yes, to Doctor Phil? Yes. And uh, I said, "Okay," and she said, "Yeah." She said, "I told her that you." Were taking me, the doctor Phil was, they were coming to the house and I had to wear a bikini around the kitchen and blah, blah. I said, wait a minute. I said, I didn't accept it though. I, she goes, but you wrote it in. I didn't even have a weight problem. You know, so the therapist said to, oh, so, so your ex-boyfriend or whatever isn't the only reason you have the insecurity problems that you have. And I said, wait, and I started getting defensive and I said to myself, you know what? It happened, you know, but I But felt- you have to apologize. You have to acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Because it's the truth. I know, but I, it's but I had a, but I had a reason for it. I didn't no, you want didn't. I, for me in my head. I did. Yeah, I but did. you made people insecure by doing that. I understand that right. now, but yeah. I just didn't want her to have to struggle the way I struggled. My weight, she was thin. But she that, that's, beaut- yeah, but you're putting emphasis on looks. I know. But now you know. <laughs> I know. But the one she says that, the most important thing for a mother, for me to do is say, yes, I'm sorry I, I did know. that. I know. I okay? know. You know, there's not, you say, listen, I'm really sorry. I didn't know any better. You did the, we do the best I we know. have. I know. I can't do any better than what I have. I have, my daughter says to me, I hated you when you drank and all, I had to say, I know, it's terrible I know. what I did. I made them feel like shit. I know. Me and too. I know you didn't, listen, the most important thing is you didn't do it on purpose right you weren't aware well, that of that part they know but still I yeah get it. But, but again still. she's in therapy to get all that shit out so right. she doesn't do what i do and then all of a sudden you explode you know you you, right. you have to talk about those things you're not a bad mother except that that happened and it, it was something when you told me that story i thought it was a little bit odd but i mean you know what i mean to tell you know you but want, i didn't go i mean we didn't I go know. but you wrote it in i wrote it in Okay, right. so um, so what we're going to do is wrap this up. And I just want to say I am very, uh, January 20th will be an exciting seven years, seven years of my sobriety. And anybody out there, and I mean anybody, if I can do it, you can do it. You find somewhere, you go, you be honest and willing and open-minded, you can get your life back on track and you can live a life great without alcohol, better than ever. So I just want to say I'm very proud of you. You've come you. a long, long way. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I, I appreciate it. And, and I, I want to be on your uh, celebration Zoom. Oh, okay. Well, I, will. <laughs> <laughs> I promise yeah, I, won't, so, I won't turn yeah, it don't, on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Brooklyn Talks with Estelle. And D. Take care. <laughs>